0: Hello, and welcome to Where's Shaz, the podcast. I'm Shaz Ahmed, and my mission is to empower, educate, and inspire you with stories, knowledge, and guests in the world of property, finance, and business. So let's go. My guest today is an incredibly talented, football-loving, sharp-witted comedian, uh, as well as being an author. Uh, he's been on BBC Channel 4 So like the current trajectory is all the way up Tez Elias, welcome to the West Shaz podcast
1: Thank you bro, thank you so much for having me What a lovely
0: introduction It was, it was the best I could do after the research well, Your best was very good Thank you, adequate, yeah. it was adequate uh, Tez, before we do anything else, I have mm. to ask this question Otherwise yeah. you can't go any further
1: Yeah, he's dead Oh, he is dead. He is dead. How did I know that was your question? Was, that was my question. How did I don't
0: know? That was my question. Listen, I don't even watch the show. I'm a people, <laughs> per, I'm a people
1: person. I'm a psychic. He Inna in a a person. Person. Eight is dead. Good. Well, let's Good. not speak Good. ill of the dead. Good, let's apparently. not speak ill of
0: the dead. Do you condemn Lotus Biscoff?
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. Why? It's a big conspiracy, bro. Like, think about it, yeah? A couple of years ago, two, three years ago, no one cared about biscuit coffee. Yeah. It was that biscuit in the clear packet. Yeah, we we all we all know what I'm talking about. The biscuit that was that you get with a cup of tea yeah. at the cafe or summit that you just don't eat, or the caf, or the biscuit that comes with the hairdressers if you go to like a, a posh one, or or in the hotel room or summit. Yeah, it's on the mm-hmm. side or whatever. Yeah, and then from that, yeah, just this biscuit that we ignored. That was kind of like it was. I never heard and and, and if you say this, you're lying. I never in my life heard anyone say when you'd be like, what's your favorite biscuit? No one in their life ever brought a Biscoff, ever, growing up. Tell me, am I, am I lying?
0: No, you're true. So far, I'm not, so, I'm far, not, so I'm true. Not, I'm not lying, in it. And no one changed.
1: ever brought a Biscoff, yeah? It was all, whatever you prefer in it, whether it's a Chocolate Digestive or a Hobnob or a jammy Dodgers or... Hobnob's.
0: Hobnob. Hobnob's,
1: yeah. Elite Biscuit, yeah. So whatever, yeah. I'm teen different choices. Someone even might be mad enough to say a rich, rich tea or something, yeah? But it's a Biscuit that you grew up with, not it That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's mum ever brought Lotus Biscuit off home. Is C- what I'm correct, correct. Right? Crusted creams were that is standard in yeah. our Asian household. Or Bourbons if
0: you're rich. Cause... Right, yeah.
1: So we all know the biscuits that we grew up with, right? Biscoff was just around in the periphery when you go outside as mm. a sort of like, listen, it's the cheapest biscuit that we could get. I mean, it'd be Was it a cheap biscuit? It. Was I, don't, I don't know. It might have been expensive. We don't biscuit. know because we never bought it. I'm saying when we were growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never bought it because it's been around for a lo- bit long, yeah. But we just never, no one had it, yeah or maybe the odd person had it, but it wasn't like mainstreaming it. No one was bringing up biscoff in conversation. Correct. And now, in the last three years, you can't move for the basket. It's in everything. It's in everything, bro. In every milkshake you want. Yesterday, yeah, we were in Manchester doing a show. I'm, I'm, I'm on tour right now. And the people that eat meat, they, or, or a restaurant, if you want to edit that out, a very nice steak restaurant in Manchester, yes. invited us. For a meal, they treated us, right, on them. And banging, banging, yeah. The whole thing was banging. Especially when it's free. It's of course. tasty in yeah, right? right. Um, and then the desserts come out and there's about, there's about 15 of us, right? Including the artists and then the people who were around us and then a couple of family members of people yeah. as well, yeah? So my, w- my wife was there, for example. And then they bring up the desserts and everything's been banging so far, isn't it? And they bring out this French toast. Yeah. Ice cream on top. What, what is all over it? Biscoff. biscoff. And, 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 and just it's Biscoff sauce. <laughs> And I'm like, well, what? What's the conspiracy, bro? What's the end game here? Well, why
0: are you so passionate? Why are you so anti-anti-biscuit? Because who, it's who not benefits? That,
1: you know what it is, bro? It's just a mid biscuit. It's not even that I hate it. I think it's fine. I think it's just it's all right. Like it's not that I hate it. I don't think it's sh- I don't think it's shit. I just think it's mid. It's alright. It's average. Okay. Right? But I don't understand how it's penetrated everything we're trying to eat. I don't understand how it's like in every cheesecake someone's making on Instagram, every milkshake you try and buy it have some sort of biscuit drivel or, or biscuits on it or something. I don't understand where this obsession has come from i be I, I blame i blame a lot of it i blame on the asian bakers because they're obsessed with it
0: 100 percent.
1: they're obsessed with it so if you're an asian baker online particularly the ones on instagram and tiktok you're part of the problem Stop because in there's something in that yeah that people are worried about what's in the covid vaccine what's in biscoff that's what i'm worried about that's my conspiracy
0: what's the secret sauce in biscoff yeah but could we not say the same about oreos they
1: you became... can't say the same about oreos but i don't think oreos did what biscoff did like it didn't take over, like, Oreos went to a point, and then people scaled back again, and they realised it was a bit mid, and the Biscoff has just, the rise of Biscoff, bro, I don't know what's going on, it's going to be a Netflix documentary in, in 10
0: years' time, yeah. and this podcast is going who to be... Who will far. play you, because you'll be...
1: I don't know, no, this, it won't be a documentary, bro, and then this, this, they'll take a clip of this podcast where I'm yeah. talking about it, and they'll be like, there were, there were people, there were smart people who were ahead of their time, who were warning us, I didn't listen to them, we thought they were cranks, we thought they were conspiracy theorists, we thought they were nutters, <laughs> There's people, yeah. people shouting in the street and that They're going to compare me to like David Icke and these people who believe the, the Royal Families are lizards. They did not mean that category. You don't mean
0: outcast from society yeah, because you don't like outcast
1: the of society and that. Like we should have, and the people going to be like, we should have listened to him.
0: Can I say this is the best intro to a podcast ever yeah, so far? Good, that's what I do. So uh, thank you for that. You were in Wales recently, weren't you, this week, for your podcast. Yes, talk. I was. How, how do you find Wales? Because I'm from Wales.
1: You know, I, Cardiff, it's just a big city. Like it could. Cardiff is a city, and obviously I haven't explored it that much because whenever I go to Cardiff to perform, I'm in and out. Mm. Um, and the bits that I'm in and out of apart from the street signs feel like anywhere in Britain True. So, so the bits that I've been to Wales outside of Cardiff it's very very nice
0: is that the countryside and the tourists? yeah, yeah.
1: you know what I'm talking about yeah. so I've been to McKinleth of course very nice mm-hmm. and for a friend of a friend's Stagdo, do you know when you get invited about, so this friend of mine very good friend of mine one of my best friends his friend at the stag do and his friend didn't have loads of friends. Mm-hmm. So he just invited a couple of us as well, to like, just, just to beef up the numbers a little bit. My, <laughs> my friend was his best man. Okay. Uh, or, or he was a groomsman or best man or something. So he asked a couple of us if he wanted to go anywhere. I'm like, yeah, weekend away to Wales. I'm, I'm happy Canada. to do that. Uh, so I can't remember exactly where he went. It was on the coast though. And we were like cliff diving. I don't know what the real term, tobogganing. No, that's not, that's caves. <laughs> that's caves. Um, yeah, but like that. we were doing all sorts. Bro. I mean, it was really, really fun. Okay. And yeah, beautiful, beautiful country. I um, don't understand the language, obviously. Uh, people seem nice enough, the ones that I've met.
0: Do you find, and this is maybe more of the comedy stuff, do you find that the comedy lands differently region to region, so are people receptive certain jokes in Wales that they aren't
1: in? Only, you know what, there's marginal differences, but what i found is there is like, there's a British sense of humour mm-hmm. that crosses boundaries. Okay. So that British sense of humour of sarcasm, taking the piss, yeah. being quite dry, mm-hmm. that's quite universal. So that's kind of similar all the way from Scotland all the way down to the south coast of Kent. But then you do get nuances. Some people are more relaxed about laughing at non-PC stuff mm-hmm. than other people. Like I found if I perform in Blackburn, Bradford, Manchester, them places, like they just want to hear you be a bit raw. Like yeah. they just want to hear like the offensive, mm. like, you know, non-censored stuff. Whereas I feel like in certain places, London is becoming more like that, where people are a bit more, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can... <clears throat> I just yeah. that, man. Look each other go laugh now. Oh, about that, you
0: know.
1: <laughs> yeah. i would be reading these blogs, and that may be a bit problematic what you said there, you know. <laughs> so, see, but but largely, largely yes, I feel like the British sense of humor is quite universal. And then because we're Asians, we've got our own sprinkling of sarcasm on top as well. That's mm-hmm. slightly different.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm Punjabi, so I think Punjabis also have a different kind of humor. Yeah, really? I'm Punjabi. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Safe yeah. Well, I would touch, but this is really fine. Are you Punjabi as well? You know, Adam said you're from... Uh... Oh, dad was. Oh, your dad was. Okay, fine, we're fine. Sorry, guys, I'm talking to Solomon here, who's accommodating us in the Moda and This is Birmingham's tallest apartment tower. Yes. So uh-huh. Here we are, right. Tez, I asked all my guests this. So, what is your mission statement? Why do you do what you do? Wasn't expecting that, was he? No, I wasn't expecting
1: that. I've never written this out before, like, you know, because as a, as a comic, I don't want to say creative, but... As an artist, as an artist, I guess, I as an artist yeah. As an artist, darling. <laughs> as, as an artist, darling, it's never something that... Artists just do stuff because they want to do it. We never like set out to be like, okay, what do I want to achieve? Because that's not what how we think. Okay. Um, you know, we have our own aims and objectives. We don't call them that. But I, I guess if my mi- my mission statement would be to make people laugh and to entertain them, really. Mm. Yeah, I think that'd be my that'd be that'd be my main mission and statement. And if we
0: switch that and be a bit more selfish, mm-hmm. what does that mean to you?
1: So people laugh at you, that gives you a sense with, of... With, with me. yeah. Hopefully not at me. At you. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess I guess every artist has some sort of... Narci- they have narcissistic traits. Mm-hmm. Not to say that we're all narcissists, but we have narcissistic traits in that we create art, A, for ourselves, but B, also that people appreciate it. And if you're a stand-up comedian, then you are creating art for other people really, you. because you want to be in that room and you want people to find you funny. And if you're in a lineup of the comedians, you want to be their favorite. You want to be the funniest one on the night or the one that people find the funniest anyway, mm-hmm. or the one that most people find the funniest because you may subjective. So, yeah, you create art to make other people think that you're good at it okay. or to and largely, you know, that's oh, to make people feel better and have a laugh and forget about their problems. But I'm not going to lie, that's secondary. Like. If people feel good about it, that's wicked. I love that, but, yeah. s- but it was at the forefront of my mind when I started doing stand-up. I didn't become stand-up in the way that people become doctors. Yeah. I assume most people who become doctors, they have that kind of thing where like, I wanna help people, and they so? might have also a thing like, I wanna prove how clever I am, I wanna prove that I can do this, it's very difficult to become a doctor, and that would make me feel good that I'm able to achieve this academic status that uh, qualifies me as a doctor. Mm-hmm. That's in there as well, yeah. you can't, they can't lie. That is part of it. But obviously, probably their large overall thing is I want to help people get better. I think that's why most people become doctors. Whereas you'd hope so. <laughs> you'd hope so anyway. You'd hope so anyway. And yeah, with ours, like, yeah, it's very, very nice when people, especially during COVID and stuff, when people um, were stuck indoors and, and that didn't suit everyone. Mm. And you got some really nice messages online and people tell you how. It's so weird like people tell you that you got them through lockdown and i've never thought of, even when they say it, i'm like i don't believe it because mm. i'm like oh,
0: how do you react to when will say that to you especially face to face how do you oh you say
1: thank you like if someone said it to me i would say oh really thank you that really means yeah. a lot to me because it does like yeah. for someone to say that to me is a bit mad because that's not what i thought i did mm-hmm. i'd never thought i just thought i would create something that would make myself laugh and hopefully other people laugh and then other people laugh and that feels wicked and I never really thought about it beyond that. But then when people are like, "Oh yeah," when I'm feeling down, I watch your videos or, and stuff like that. And you're like, I never thought about it like that. Mm. Laughter is the best medicine, as they say. It is, and we've. So that's a that's a beautiful thing. But I'm not gonna lie to you and be like, "That's why I do it." My mission statement <laughs> is to make feel people feel people who are feeling down to make them feel better about themselves. I'd be lying if I said that, bro. I want people to be entertained because it makes me feel good.
0: Good. No, no, there's there's no wrong answer. Your statement is your statement. And guys, by the way. Just We've done some research, you know, and uh, Tez hates meeting new people because it all turns into a podcast episode. So (laughs) if you want to know... this is a
1: podcast episode. This is a podcast episode. So it's fine. But you know what I'm talking about, (laughs) innit? Like, it's just this thing where you meet people and I get it. I do, I have a very unusual career. So people have questions about it. And then there might be people also who might even be thinking in the back of their mind that maybe I'd like to try that. Mm. And so they ask me questions about it. And that's, there's no problem. There's no issue with that, Yeah. But it's just, I know if it's every third conversation you have, yeah. after a bit, you're like, yeah, I just
0: want well, to, to have a chill, I just want to have a beauty. mocktail, like, you know what I mean? And
1: also, I'm a normal guy who goes about the normal business, there'll be times when I'm in a bad mood, because yeah. you might have had an argument at home, and then you're going out to do the shopping, and you're not in the mood to be like, someone's stopping you and be like, hey, and then you have suddenly switched it on and be like, hey, nice to meet you. You just want to be like, I just want to go to Ali and do my shopping and go home. Yeah. But... So sometimes you're not in the mood or sometimes you are genuinely in a rush. You're genuinely trying to... Because I live my life on the edge. I, I have terrible timekeeping. Really? I'm trying to convince my wife I've got something called time dyslexia but Google's not backing me up. So <laughs> I tr- I live my life being late to everything. The, t- the reason I got here You slightly, timely here, I'll be the honest. The reason I got on time slightly to here is because I'm in a hotel across the road. Fine. Um, and I've got somewhere to be after this. So I thought, well... I can get there it on makes time, sense, then yeah. finish on time, then I can I can go to the gig and stuff. Um, but now, nah, man, I, I I live my life in a very brazy way. So, so yeah, so like I love I, I love I love people. I used to be a real people person. when I was younger. I used to love meeting people when I was younger, because any conversation can go anywhere. Hmm. But unfortunately now, like it's quite I narrow. Is not nice. the same way. I think if I <laughs> met someone, yeah um we did something very unusual to, to, to what we grew up with and i would have i don't i i'd have a ton of questions for them
0: yeah
1: but then i, I wouldn't do it now because i've cause i've been through it and I, and I realize how kind of like they may have that might have been because you get asked that in interviews you get that ask that in podcasts and that's the place time of this for that conversation yeah, yeah yeah and it's fine like people it's, it's, it's when people like ask you a couple of questions then you answer it and then they have follow-up questions yeah yeah and you're like okay what are we doing now like yeah live, which what we live, doing <laughs> let me live my life please
0: yeah, I struggle with it, in, uh, so I do a lot of networking for, for what you do for work, mm. and at a property and networking event it's fine, talk about business, property, da 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 When real life adult situations, like, ha, do I ask people what they do for a living? I really struggle, do I, you like, how, want, what do what you talk to adults about? You don't about? drill
1: into it, innit? You don't drill into what people do no. for a living. It's,
0: yeah. just have a mocktail and chill in it. But, sorry, the point I was going to make was, guys, if you want to know about the origin story, listen to Abdul Zaman, Minted Minds, tesla has yes, been on it. That. That also, and we've covered off the backstory
1: which is where we're recording this.
0: Yes, covers the backstory, but in brief, what is the origin story? What were you doing before comedy?
1: So before comedy, I, so I did a master's in management, um, I did a bachelor's in biochemistry, master's in management at yes. Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time I'd finished all that, I didn't want to career in science. By the time I finished my bachelor's, I didn't want to career in science, which is why I did my master's, uh, to try and expand what I could do once I left uni. Uh, and then I got on the graduate scheme in the civil service, the fast stream, okay. that took me to London. So I was up and down from London and Blackburn for a couple of years. I went, I went back to do a, a placement at uh, the Princess Trust for a year and then went back to London. Um, and the second time I went back to London in 2010, I was just kind of a bit bored. Mm. And I was like, London is not London is not like, real life is not like a sitcom. Yes. Like in Friends and things like that, people who live together and stuff. Real life's not like that. Yes. I had friends in London, but we were scattered all over the place. Mm. So I just wanted to like, meet people and just find maybe a hobby, okay. so I was looking for a writing course, a writing workshop, some some sort of creative writing, and in doing that, when I was Googling it, I found a, a stand-up workshop,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I just, before that, it never, like, like you know, watching, maybe watching a bit of stand-up, you might have <coughs> that fantasy of doing it in the same way that, you know, you might watch a footballer and be like, oh, be I can be, be a footballer, yeah. but never, it was never a serious thought beyond that, because where I grew up, you didn't do things like that. So, when I saw this stand-up workshop and I thought, oh, well, my friends think I'm funny, you know, the worst case scenario, I'll make a fool of myself, but I'll beat new people, I can live with that. So I signed up to it, it was like £130, which to me was a lot of money then, I maxed out all my overdrafts at that time. Like you know, I was, out of, I was like a couple of years yeah, out of uni, just living month to month in London, typical students. maxed out my overdraft, yeah. it was like £130 was a lot of money for me then. Mm. And so and anyone who's like 21 22 knows how much 130 pound is like for them the equivalent would be about 200 pounds now yeah that's a lot of money yeah. when you're that age um but there's something in me and i was like you know i'm just gonna try
0: it i think like you said what's the worst that could happen yeah
1: what's the worst that can happen um so i did it and i got bitten by the bug and the idea, at the end of it there was a um showcase mm-hmm. so everyone was on the workshop whatever they had prepared over the few weeks you did that as a stand-up gig in front of your family and friends invited very nice gig got bitten by the bug found the open mic circuit which is the lowest bottom rung of the ladder in comedy and just threw myself into it and so started off as a hobby became a serious hobby became a part time job became a second job eventually became a career so it took six and a half years between that first gig and quitting my day job
0: I love that because I was going to ask kind of did it at no point have you said the word passion was it a passion at any point?
1: I mean I loved it but it wasn't like, I don't know, I was never, I was never super nerdy about comedy. I mm-hmm. loved comedy growing yeah, up, yeah. I love stand-up and stuff. But I wasn't nerdy about it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, I've got to go see all the gigs and like, you know, I wasn't learning loads about it. I wasn't like a comedy connoisseur mm-hmm. growing mm-hmm. up. I wasn't like passionate about stand-up comedy. I enjoyed stand-up comedy, but I, wasn't, I wouldn't say I was passionate about it. I guess it became my passion when I, <laughs> it became my passion to the extent that I wanted to do it as a career.
0: Yeah. You, and you did it. But I think what's interesting, Tez, is you said, you know, six years, kind of that transition period. Mm. Now, a lot of people I speak to in business in general, they've got a nine to five, they hate their job. But the common kind of teachings or the belief is follow your passion. Go all in on it. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. A lot of people don't think about transitioning. Make it a side hustle. Make it work. Prove you can do it. Yeah. This was um,
1: my side hustle before that was the term. Yeah. So I, was, I didn't even know I was doing that. Mm. For me, it became a passion in terms of like, this is... If I could do this full time. this works. Yeah, <laughs> if I could do this full time, oh my God, please get me away from a 9 to 5. Yeah. And I was good at it. It was probably the thing, I've never been as good at anything else as I am at that. Not to say that I'm like the best in the world or anything like that, but there's nothing else that I've been as good at. Mm-hmm. It came so naturally to me. I enjoyed working for, I enjoyed that I was my own boss. I enjoyed that I didn't have anyone to answer to. Mm. I enjoyed the fact that I was going to new places, having exciting experiences, all of that was amazing. So there was no money at the beginning. Mm. So I, it, it couldn't be anything other than a hobby. Yeah, but I just I just persisted, and and I think the reason I persisted was because you know I was surrounded by people, some of whom were talented, some of whom weren't, because uh, that's what happens at the, at the bottom of the of, of the rung. And I just thought to myself, like in ten years' time, some of these people are going to make it, and if I give up, I'll be kicking myself because there'll be people who I'm better than at this level anyway, yeah, who will make it, mm-hmm. and now we gonna and I'll be that guy who says his mates oh, i remember when I was, I was yeah i was better than i, yeah. was better than I used more. to be with him yeah I used to know him. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, i know i'm oh yeah <laughs> and then like i'll oh, send my me message, then i send him me my message they don't reply yeah so you know it's it's i just i just had to do it for probably for my own ego as well that mm-hmm. i'm good enough at it at least at every level i was comfortable okay that I was that I was going up um i just thought it's got to score, score up and if i can get to do this full time that would be incredible
0: i love that and i think it's it's worth saying you know you only fail when you stop if yes, you stop at any point, then you fail. If you don't, you carry on and carry on and carry on. Completely, completely. So, as you were doing these open mic circuits and the, and the pubs I've already mentioned on the podcast, what, what is your style of comedy? Could people do different types of, you know, observational stuff, satire, what, what's yours? Yeah, I don't know. Like,
1: people always ask me what is your style of comedy and I, I've never known how to, like, sort of describe can it. I, can, I, can I describe it? I, yeah, I was please, listen do, to please, you please, on the way in. Yeah, please do, please.
0: Angry Punjabi Uncle, that's, that seems to be the style. Yeah, of I movie. think
1: that's... What I've morphed into. Yeah. I think I've morphed into the... Your personality, angry, basically. Well, yeah, I've leaned into it, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sort of angry Punjabi uncle is what I've leaned into. But that's not how I started, though. Okay. When I started, I think I was a bit more satirical,
0: a bit more subversive. Observational about what's observational going Observational yeah. about what's happening
1: in the world. And I, I guess because 99% of my gigs were mainstream mm-hmm. to largely white people, because that's who goes to mainstream entertainment, it was kind of written... To that o- towards that audience. The jokes weren't for them, but it was written for that audience. Yeah. So if I was talking about being Muslim or Asian or whatever, it was me being very sarcastic about it. Mm-hmm. So what, what society's expectations of that might be mm-hmm. and then subverting that.
0: Subvert. I think that's the great right word because so it isn't sub- offensive to me. The thing is when you like, subvert
1: stuff, yeah. it doesn't work for your own audience. Mm. So when, I was doing, so when I was doing material that was like killing it on the mainstream circuit, mm. and then I started doing a couple of more sort of Desi gigs or Muslim gigs, that material wasn't working. Because if, I like, if I'm in a white audience, I sarcastically said, oh yeah, I'd bomb them in it. Because yeah. they know I'm taking the piss. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm being sarcastic, because that's what media, media says about me. So I'm subverting the expectation. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I'm in a Desi audience, they're like, why is that
0: yeah, well, like, come on, come on man, can't say, be saying that. I say,
1: what, <laughs> so I found that transition, so I found that I found it a bit tricky initially when I started playing to our own audiences because I was so used to writing to who I was performing mm, to, mm. that I then had to like learn to sometimes it's just learning how to like just change the setup slightly so it comes from a slightly different angle. Yeah. So that they realise what I'm what I'm saying. That mm-hmm. being sarcastic and stuff. So it's like I found that a little bit tricky sometimes. But now it's like now it's a calm like experience, isn't it? Experience yeah, is yeah. Really, the best teacher. You get better by doing and it, especially I, with what you're doing. Yeah. And so now it's, it's no it's no issue now. Now I know, and I, and also my own, Now that I have an audience, which I didn't have obviously when I started. Now an audience. My audience is so mixed, but it's probably mainly desi. Obviously, sixty percent desi, mm-hmm. and then forty percent everyone else. And so I now write towards that audience. Okay. That sort of see audience but, but making sure It's accessible So that yeah. If I do it at the clubs Or I do it anywhere else People find it Just as funny
0: Love that And I think One thing is worth Again I've noticed is Even though you're doing it For say a white audience It's not offensive To a brown audience either Yeah yeah exactly. You're not going the Piss out of, of being brown Do you know yeah, what I mean? like, yeah. And that was
1: always At the forefront of my mind Because I'm from Blackburn Yeah <laughs> like, I grew up in a place um, that like, like Like a proper Insular Asian Muslim community Like that's where I'm from mm. That's where I live now that's why I moved back to after London, um, mm-hmm. and you know my family's pretty religious. We're not the most religious, but we're pretty religious. We grew up in there. We grew up. We, we're, we're practicing. Why the you know our family is practicing? I'm not talking about the Khandan, mm-hmm. You know why the Khandan is is, is is practicing and stuff. So that's my background. Um, so at no point would I ever want to cross lines because I know I know where the lines are. Uh, so I we don't I cross them. But sometimes those lines can be subjective. That's true. So what us three here might agree on three people out there won't agree on yeah so you well, like what we what we might laugh at between ourselves someone else might find super offensive yeah or what they might laugh at we might be offended by yeah so there's no hard and fast rules either okay. so one thing we laugh at someone else will be offended by one thing they laugh at we'll be offended by mm-hmm. so that's the other thing as well you can't please everyone because mm-hmm. i've i I've know got, i've got this routine about um that is a love with the apollo about jonathan in the in the, in, the, in the restaurant yeah. and i say jesus christ when i'm like and so this balloon pops next to me, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And he starts taking the piss out of me because it's like, Why did you use that term and not like an Arabic term? Um, and you know, I go through it and I'm like, You know, well, there's things you should know. Like, first of all, Jesus, like, he's our vice captain. Yeah. Like, for me, that's a very funny turn of phrase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And most people, I think most, most would get it. Would get that and find it funny in the way I said it. Like, that's quite a funny way to describe it. Mm-hmm. But you will get people who get offended by just by me saying a term like that or me loosely bringing their name up. They'd be like, oh, you shouldn't be using their mm. name for something like that. And then you're like, well, you can't please everyone. Yeah. I don't think that's offensive. And my family, who would keep me in check if I did something offensive, doesn't think it's offensive. So that's, I think for me, because my family is quite religious. That's my barometer. They tell you if, they, if they pull me up, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay. If they don't pull me up, I'm like, I'm fine.
0: Fair enough. So that's, that's your and And my family, like,
1: the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. From, like, Nikobi wearers, to, like, don't wear a scarf, to, like, five times a day, be in the mosque to like pray down again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got the full spectrum in our family. So I know that if I cross the line in my stand-up, I've got every spectrum of whatever in my family that will be like, listen, you can't do that. Yeah. Okay. I think the one thing I get pulled up on a lot though, not necessarily from my family, because we grew up in Blackburn and everyone speaks a certain way, but other parts of the country. One thing I, get, I do get pulled up about is my language.
0: Uh, that's, that's, is that more that's not a religious thing that's probably just no cause... no but it
1: is for some people yeah I
0: suppose Yeah, it is for some
1: people I mean like I grew up in Bradford <clears throat> anyone who grew up in Birmingham or Bradford or a, or a town like that knows I speak on stage the way I speak in real life okay and in real life I'll drop a couple of F-bombs here and there or a bit of bad language it's just how I speak like obviously there's play, time and place where you don't do that yeah. but in general conversation with my mates that is how we all speak like that yeah yeah um and, but not
0: everyone likes that, though. Authenticity. I'll be honest, my mum and dad have never heard me swear. Really? Golden boy. That's
1: funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. In 37 years. Um,
1: what, even when you're watching football? I'm not into football. I'm really oh, boring, Tez. Oh, okay. so I'm really, really boring. I think if you're into football, your parents might have heard you swear. <laughs> you swear then.
0: Now, this isn't a comedy podcast, and you're the, you're the subject matter expert out of the three of us, clearly. Um, so my comedy lens is mainly for American comics, mm. and Hasan Minhaj, are you aware of? Yeah. yeah. I think he got in a recent bit of, not even controversy, just conversation around... Emotional truths. Right. So there's a New York... The New Yorker uh, newspaper did a piece on him saying that a lot of his stories are exaggerated or even false. He agreed, yeah, they are. They, they didn't happen in the way I explained them, or the timings were way off and stuff like that. But I think, as a comedian, most comics exaggerate, at least. Or, yeah. yeah mean, what's your thoughts on, on this? Are you aware of I this think thing?
1: That, yeah, I think that issue is slightly complicated. Mm. I think, I think most comedians agree, and I think most people who enjoy comedy would agree that... Yeah, a comedian's going to exaggerate. Sometimes they might just flat out make up a story. Or they might take a story <coughs> that happened to someone else in their life and pass it off as their, their own. Because it's funnier coming from you rather than... Making yourself the main you, character. Rather than, this happened to my friend, and I, I don't know your friend in it, why do I care? Yeah. So, you, so you say the story from a first perspective rather than from a third perspective because that is the better way to do a story, especially for in stand-up, because um, the audience you, not you, not your, not your friend. Mm-hmm. Unless you've built up your friend as a character to laugh at, yeah. then it's different. Um, but I think in that case, when it comes to like emotional truth and pulling the heartstrings of your audience, but also making a judgment on the rest of society. That's it. Because what it is, you're telling you're telling your audience that this happened to me, which means society is like this.
0: I've been wronged, because he was that's, I've been wrong, yeah.
1: therefore society is like this, therefore your government is like this. I think it becomes a little more complicated. That's
0: why that's that. where I was with that, yeah. I think that
1: becomes a little bit more complicated. I think if you're saying, Oh yeah, me and my wife this funny story happened to us or this happened to my mate or whatever and you blend that or you exaggerate it or even if you've just made it up because you've thought of a funny idea and you think that's a really funny story, I'll tell that. But I think when you're saying that, like, some racism happened to me or some sort of...
0: Well, I got my, my child, like, they say, he said, didn't, didn't, there was one where he said that someone sent a white powder to my house, my daughter was near me, I fell over I went to the hospital... None of that happened.
1: Does none not happen? No. Yeah, that's a bit I think that's a bit much, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, i I know Hassan explained it all in, in the video. Well right. his response to
0: it was hilarious, like right. it was yeah, I'm not. But it was it, it was was like his, diverting stuff. Yeah, him. I'm not
1: I'm not seen his response, yeah, <laughs> I'm more yeah. popular, I'm not sure like he can and as a storyteller, you do make stuff like if you watch a film mm. like if that was in a film, I wouldn't think to myself, Oh that's definitely happened to the writer. Like, it's interesting. happened to the it's writer and that happened to the director. But I guess stand-up blends story like stand-up is somewhere in between theater and telling talking to your mates down the pub
0: because
1: mm. your mates down the pub and you tell them a story they're gonna assume that that happened to you
0: if you tell the story, of course i mean yeah. they
1: might assume that there's a bit of exaggeration or whatever but they are gonna assume that powder was sent to your house but if you're doing theater and i've written a play about a powder being sent to but the protagonist's house you're gonna you're not gonna sit there thinking Oh, I bet that happened to the writer, that's why he's written mm. this. You're mm-hmm. gonna think, oh, he's made a story about something that could have happened. Or maybe has happened somewhere, mm. or he's or he's put two stories together to make this one story. Yeah. Um, but I think stand-ups stand lie somewhere between the two. And I think with with Hassan will, and His. The audience is... will give you a bit of grace. Yeah. For exaggeration and storytelling and um, fabric- fabrication, but not in a bad. Bi- I'm not fabrication, mm. in fabrication in 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 a drugatory way, but like in a fabrication. And so your audience might give you a bit of grace to do that, but I think also I think watching that, if you want if you want to stand up telling that story, you would assume that that's happened to them.
0: Because his style is to tell true yeah. life stories. In, in, it's in different. A, in his a, style is that In a, a way that, right? that
1: if you said to me, I was on the motorway and some guy flashed me and I got really angry and some raw rage incident, <laughs> that, and then I might think, yeah. and if you said that, yeah, that didn't really happen. I made it up. You'd be like, okay, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, I get that. I get that.
0: Yeah. It's, I it, think the difference is, let's say you told a story on stage, the British people have road rage like this versus I was in a, I had road rage and this happened. It's a different, I think his style is, this is me as the main character and these things all happened to me. Yeah. Like saying, I think in
1: the explanation you did not say some of it happened some of it happened I've, the timelines
0: were completely different so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it is what sometimes it is sometimes you knew that
1: for the, for the story to function you need to like uh, something that happened there you put it here but
0: this he's involved is, his wife he's involved like yeah. Jamal Khashoggi and, and I anyways mean, yeah yeah.
1: I think, I, think, I think it becomes a tri- bit tricky when in stand-up people expect you especially with his style that this is a person or at least close to something that could have happened yeah
0: I want to see him live, he was really good actually, I went to see him live last year.
1: He's very good, he's a great stunt, he's, um, he's, he's very good at what he
0: does. I just want to talk about social media now, because as, as, a, as an artist, as a, as a comic, I think the big thing has changed, and we said about our generation, we're a bit older than young Solomon here. Social media wasn't a thing, you know, MSN, mm. maybe MySpace if you recall, but now distribution is, is a lot easier, through social media, you, know, you could share yeah. something, 20,000, 30,000 views, how has that helped or ended what you're doing?
1: I mean, it, it obviously does a little bit. But I'm not a... Um, I'm not. I'm still learning that, that space. Okay. So I feel like... About online, I feel like I'm where I was maybe two, three years into my stand-up journey. Interesting. In that I was just learning how to do it. I'm by no means where I want to be yeah. or an expert at it or mm-hmm. good at it or whatever. And the thing is, I don't really enjoy it either. You don't enjoy it? Like, honestly, I would just... I, I kind of wish I'd come five, ten years earlier. Mm-hmm. I wish I started five, ten years earlier. That I could have made it to a certain level before... Social media became a massive thing mm. because now, like, you could be on all the TV in the world, and it makes no difference to how popular, or how not to well, Gen Z because they don't watch or, TV. Yeah, or how well known you are and stuff. And so I just wish I'd come into it five years earlier so that I just had more of a foothold mm-hmm. before social media took over. Because I don't like being a, I don't like being a content creator, bro. I don't. It's not. I didn't do stand up. I didn't become to use your word artist. Yeah. To become a content creator, yeah, 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 it's not what I started doing. It and now I kind of feel like I kind of have to because that's the way the game's gone. And I can't just be that old grandpa shouting at the cloud in the sky. You <laughs> have yeah. to move with the times. I'm just not. I'm not a natural at it.
0: But I suppose, and um, obviously, I suppose that with what you do with stand up. Unless you're having to create content intentionally, I stand in front of a camera and do a little thing, your content is created anyway because you're- Yeah, so them. I'm
1: just Honestly, that's what I'm doing. I'm repurposing content. Mm. So either stand-up that's been filmed or stand-up that I am filming, I'll you know, t- take the little snippets and clips and stuff and put them online. And some of them are done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them don't, and it's just hit, hit and miss. And even that makes you feel like shit. Because <laughs> when you're doing stand-up live, it's a similar experience in that you tell your joke you get a laugh or you tell your joke and you don't get a laugh it's live feedback you yeah know. you get your live feedback right that's a bit like putting a clip up either when it bangs that feels like a big laugh yeah. and when it doesn't bang that feels like the joke didn't land
0: your ego is like oh, yeah
1: perhaps. and it's the same thing but with like but with like stand-up you're like it's what i do it's what i enjoy doing it's my passion it's my it's, it's my job as well But with, with con it's like it's kind of i'm being forced to do this thing mm. because that's the way the game has gone and it's very hit and miss and every time it misses, you feel like shit because you don't even wanna be doing it in the first place. Yeah,
0: I mean, would you ever wanna outsource your account to a manager or the team? Yeah, but it's not,
1: so sh- it's sh- it's not cheap though. Mm. Like doing those things, are not, <coughs> kind of water.
0: Water please, Solomon.
1: Oh, okay, sorry bro. Um, Cause those things aren't cheap. Like I've, I've tried a bit of that and it, it wasn't value for money for me. Okay, interesting. So it's just easier to do it myself. Um, Cause I'm not creating complicated videos.
0: At the moment, yes, yeah, yeah, it is. Just not, no, nothing it. what I'm
1: doing is super complicated. Um, and so it's not worth my... Um, it's not value for money for me to to, to, okay. to to employ someone to do that for me, even though I did try it for a little bit. Fine. I think and we're, they were good at it. Like, yeah. What they did was, they did their job banging, but just didn't, it just wasn't value for money. Fine. Salon? Sorry. One uh, tap water. One, your bottle, one. Uh, you want to get a bottle of water? Either one, whatever's it is. Still water, please, for me, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Tap Tap water's yeah. fine, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think with socials as well, the one thing... There's always pros and cons to anything. I think what socials helped me with as a small business owner as well is you can create a little community, like a fan club as it were, who follow all your stuff, love our mm. emojis, all that kind of jazz. But on, on the flip side, you can get trolls, people who've got no day job, got nothing better to do than just say, ah, you're shit. Like, how do you deal with that?
1: Uh, you know what it is? I don't mind the people who tell me I'm shit, mm. I stand up, because I know what that is. Okay. I, whatever, in it, I don't care. If you think I'm shit at comedy, well, thanks for uh, taking time
0: uh, your day to come on my page and tell me I'm shit. I can
1: even living from it, innit? Yeah, so, like, yeah. that I'm quite secure about, because okay. I know I'm funny. And I know I'm good at what I do, because you, yeah, you, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> you hear it in the clubs. Yeah, it's not a fluke, you hear it. Yeah, yeah, you hear it in the clubs. Anyone who's seen me live mm-hmm. knows I'm the real deal, yeah. So that doesn't bother me when someone online tells me I'm shit. Mm-hmm. And also, completely subjective, they genuinely might not like that clip. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. If you don't like it, you don't like it. That's yeah. not, I don't have an issue with that. It's It's the people who, like... And it's not even the people who are like, who are like obviously trolling you, I don't even care about that. Yeah. It's the people who get overly familiar, I don't like. Right. The people who don't know you and just try and be a bit personal and stuff. <laughs> stuff like that, I don't like about social media. The obvious trolling, I don't mind because it is what it is, isn't it? Because is, I can recognize that. I'm like, you're trying to get under my skin. And you know, most of the time it won't, and your time it might because I'm in a bad mood. But it's, it's the sort of person of like, like they just ask you questions that they have no business asking okay. or they start asking about your personal appearance and stuff and you're like I'm not, I'm not an influencer I'm not a yeah. I'm not a fashion blogger Your success a, does
0: not depend on how you look
1: Yeah I'm not a fashion blogger I didn't at no point Sorry. am I like I'm, I'm married now that's why uh, <laughs> this is all my this is all. My, if, you, if you think I look better than I used to it's because it's all my wife's <laughs> doing um, so, but at no point am I asking anyone know, to follow me for my fashion tips or my grooming tips yeah. or my or, or the way I look, or anything like that. So, like, whenever everyone's like, like, oh, you, what have you done to your hair? I'm like, what is it? What's I it, noticed it, the
0: hair. you got a really healthy head of hair it, now. But
1: what's it got to do with what I'm trying to sell? Like, it's nothing to do with what I'm trying to sell. It's a glow-up, do. though, isn't it? But that's, it is a, a glow-up. <laughs> but, but it's like, but it's nothing to do with yeah. what I'm trying to sell. I'm also, not, I'm not even a movie star. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, like, a movie star trading on that, like, if I'm a Brad Pitt or whatever, Yeah. yeah even then or I am sure it's annoying but even then you're like okay I'm, the reason I'm where I'm, I am is because of my devilishly handsome looks yeah and cursed and also ta- I mean Brad Pitt's very talented but you know um be wouldn't be very his if he didn't also look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> so he's got you've got both um but I'm like I'm training on my stand-up and my talent and my, energy body
0: language like, delivery, yeah, everything stuff, else yeah right? so like just
1: you don't need to focus on my Mm-hmm. What I look like and stuff or whatever. So I've tried I'd, like I've, I've learned to like just let it wash over me now. And I'm like, don't I've, like, yeah. Just pe- people ask what they ask so people are nosy. D- does it happen
0: a lot? Does it happen
1: more than I wanted to? Really interesting. Yeah, and, and the thing is, people might be thinking, just get over it. The thing is, it's fine to say that, but when you've got for everything that you post, mm-hmm. if you have got say out of a th- not the, like, out of a thousand interactions, say even ten of them, mm-hmm. so one percent. So even 10 of them are based on how you look. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you, so, you look a so little bit, bit bro. Oh, bro's packing, in it? Bro? bro must be living that married life and that. Or oh, oh, I don't like what you do doing the hair. Oh, bro, shave your tash in it. Trim your tash in it. What are you doing, bro? Whatever, whatever it might be. A variation. Always of, a though. yeah. <laughs> a variation on all those comments, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So you say you're getting 10 of those for every post you're putting up. Yeah. I have 1,000 interactions. So one, even if it's 1%, bro, say 1% of your interactions or doing something like that, yeah? Mm-hmm. After a while, it adds up. Of course it does. And, and then you get to that point where before you post something, you're like, oh, I'm, gonna get those, oh, I'm gonna get those fucking comments in you know? there. Yeah. And, and, and it stops you going live, or it stop you posting on you, because you're like, I look like a man. Because I don't know, I post whatever I look like, along mm. with way I'm wearing, like, wearing something. Um, I'm not. I'm not the guy doing the sort of whatever. But but as long as I'm wearing something, right? I'll post whatever. I don't really mind. But then those sort of like one, even one percent is more than one percent. But even though one percent of interactions, I guess in the head. true.
0: I mean, the way, the way I can't handle that because I used to, when I was a lot younger. In real life, and I'm right? quite
1: secure about how I look.
0: I am now, but like, before, I have
1: no issue about how I look, mm. but just people, but like, but like, imagine, actually, you're,
0: though, no? just like, but you imagine you're in the
1: street, yeah. Mm. And every time, actually, women probably do know what this feels like, but every time you walk down the street, someone's gonna make a comment.
0: No, you know, what I, used to get? I used to get a lot of um,
1: even if you're happy with how you look, it's gonna get to you.
0: So, I used to get a lot, um, hey, you look tired, Chaz, you look really tired. I'm like, and then before, people, now I'd be like, oh, I'm not now. Yeah, just my face. <laughs> like, but the way I, the way I've learned, uh, it's just Asian bags, isn't it? That it's just part? Asian bags and big, big eyes, isn't it? Mm. But Gary Vaynerchuk, this you know guy from America, does like educational content. He says if you are getting haters or trolls and things like that, the way to kind of not even feel it is you ignore the you ignore the good feedback and you ignore the bad feedback. So yeah, there you just yeah, neutral yeah, that to that
1: everything. Is, that, is, that is how do. That is how to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 you know what it is. It depends what mood you're in. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a good mood, I'm like, yeah if you're in a bad mood it's just something else to to pile on in and but also you're like and I think also part of it is I don't do that Mm. I don't comment on other people's appearances I've noticed yeah and I don't um, I don't even interact with that much people I'd never comment on something that I don't like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: never the only time I ever even reply to people is politicians when they do something stupid the only time I even slam someone or call someone out I don't Mm -hmm. call normal people out or even artists or whatever because that's not what they're not built to be able to handle that because so, I don't do it I find it weird that other people do or like people that are interested in my personal life because I'm not interested in anyone's yeah. personal
0: life true they have too much time people have too much time on their hands that's like,
1: like, my, like if, I had a, if, I, if I had a celebrity that I look up to or whatever yeah, bro, I look up to them because of their talent or whether, whether they're in film acting sport whatever yeah I look up to them because they're the best at what they all, I, I feel like I really enjoy what they do or they might be the best at it or I might just enjoy what they do, right? At no point do I have an interest in who they're married to, mm. who they might be dating, what their kids might be. You separate like. the art from... You might see yeah. it, it, might come up yeah. because you follow them and they might post about you, or whatever, but I've got no interest, bro. If, someone's, if my favourite celebrity is cheated on whatever or being cheated on, I don't care. That's their personal life. Let them deal with it basically nothing to do with it's me. It's simple, simple to say people just... Nothing to do yeah. with me, bro. I don't care. And because I feel like that, I find it weird that... So when other people are a bit more sort of want to know more about your life and stuff, I just find it a bit bizarre. Mm. Like, why? It's a normal... Just an absolutely normal guy. Yeah. Grew up in Blackburn. Went to uni. Did a job. Found something else that's a little bit unusual. Started doing that as a career. And then... And then, yeah, just live a normal life, though. I live, There's nothing I do in my life, in my normal day-to-day life, that is unusual. Yeah. So I just find it weird that anyone would have a, I pa- think have a passing interest in it. Unfortunately,
0: though, as, as someone who is a celebrity or someone with a presence, I guess people just feel like they have access to you. And again, that's social yeah. media, isn't it? You know? I,
1: don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind people. Broad strokes, I don't mind. Like, if people want to know, like, broad information. Yeah. But when people want to be like personal like why
0: do you care? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't get it. It is it's strange. Why do you like why,
1: why, <laughs> are you bo- why are you even bothered? Yeah. Like it's the map.
0: True. Um just go back to comedy a second, please, if we can. Mm-hmm. As as a comic, what is, because in the comedy circuit, what is like the the North Star or the Unicorn? What is what does everyone aim for? What, sorry? What does everyone aim for? Like, is it to get stadium tours or what? Like what is the what? Sorry, I'm as a as a comedian, confused. as a stand up Yeah. Where does everyone want to get to? Oh, right? where do we yeah. want to get to?
1: Um, I guess it's different for different people. For, for me, mm. I, I I would love to be able to tour most big towns and cities and play the big theatre in that town theaters. under my own name. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like your sort of thousand-seaters, two thousand-seaters mm. theatres under my own name. In any, I can do it in a couple of well, not I can do that in a couple of places, but not everywhere. Like on this tour, on my new tour, the biggest room I'm playing is 15, 1,600 in oh. Blackburn, mm-hmm. and the smallest room I'm playing is 60.
0: And this is your, headli- your headline in this tour, right? Yeah, yeah, it's my, it's, it's my,
1: it's my tour. Mm-hmm. So the smallest room I'm playing is 60, 60 in mm-hmm. Harrogate. Yeah. And then actually everywhere in, everywhere in between. Uh, and so I would love to be in a position where I'm like, I'm able to play in really nice theatres everywhere I go, okay, under my own name, and sell it out. And I'd love to be that guy who puts a tour out and it sells out over the weekend. Yeah. Because I'm hustling, bro. And by the time I get to my tour, it'll be like 18, 19, 100% sold out. Yeah. But I have to hustle for it. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I see my friends who like, put a tour out and then a week or two, it's sold out. And yeah. I'm like, I just do that for me, innit? Yeah. Why do you love making me wait to the last <laughs> <life, ain't> minute? <laughs> and then I look to a desperate online every single day, please buy tickets and that. Just buy them straight, just, just buy them immediately. So support- Then I, put, I can put extra shows on. Or I could go to a bigger room, yeah. But they don't, man.
0: Support a brother, on not it?
1: <laughs> didn't support a brother, but like, yes, yeah, every single time, like it gets full. But after we've right to the end for it to get full, Fine. and it'd just be nice to get it full early, then I can put extra children or go to a bigger room.
0: Listen, we'll we'll manifest this. We'll make it happen. In short, we'll make it happen. You mentioned politics. I just want to ask around in media and on pol- and politics, um, like the importance of representation. So I just want to say, like people like yourself, mm. Guz, you know, uh, Riz, they are people who look like us. Actually, mainstream doing good things and positive role models, right? Mm. Do you think, in terms of representation, is it fair and balanced with this little tokenism in terms of we've got one comedian, we've got one actor, we've got this? And how important is it anyway?
1: On the, on the comedy circuit, the comedy circuit itself, the live circuit is pretty meritocratic. Mm. So, if you're not funny, you won't get booked.
0: Which makes sense because Which what, what sense it is. is. Because those more, <laughs> <Right. boys laughs> yeah,
1: want to put on a good show yeah. for their audience, mm-hmm. you can't cheat that. Because the audience won't come back.
0: Yeah, imagine having a show that's not funny. Yeah. They're all Caucasians, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or, like you know, you know if, 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 you just, if you're booking people. Or me, you can't book me because I'm Asian. Yeah. Because if I don't make people laugh, why would you book me? Yeah. Th- th- yeah, It makes no sense. So, live stand-up is pretty meritocratic mm-hmm. in that if you make people laugh, you get booked. If you don't make people laugh, you won't get booked. and Nor should you. Um... But then obviously when it comes to other factors, when it comes to T V, film, then it's a bit trickier. It's a bit different then. Yeah. Because then you know, there might be quarters.
0: are quarters I think or one again. Is, or is there's
1: less or in acting there's less roles for people who look like us Or
0: you have just one show, man be. I mean, you yeah. just have like
1: yeah, 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 you know, we'll get one show at a time. Yeah. Um, or there'll be just less roles and then all of us are going for that same role. Um, or the roles are not ideal because they're written in a very sort of, t- sort of particular lens. So, you know, for a long time we were terrorists or cabbies or honour killings and all that stuff. Can I just say, I just want to put it on,
0: on screen. Or, you know, when you do get a chance, you as in uh, people of, people of colour, we end up creating shows of and Khan, which I think were absolutely trash and just a mockery of what we do. Sorry, I just want to... Anyways, that's, that's me.
1: Yeah yeah so it, it, it is tricky when once you start getting into like sort of acting and stuff i think probably the hardest one to break into okay. it's hard for everyone so no matter your color acting is a hard thing to break into
0: i find riz does it really well though he plays roles that white people could play
1: yeah yeah exactly and that's the, that's the ideal mm. but it took that him ages because be, he's been hustling like yeah, you, said, for so you want long. to be cast for roles that anyone could play and you just happen to be a brown person playing that role okay. that'd be the ideal obviously but at that point, then you're up against everyone. Yeah, you're yeah, up against even, Ryan Gosling with this beautiful yeah, yeah, face. Yeah, you know <laughs> I mean, that's even harder. Yeah, and then, but then the roles that are written specifically to be played by a brown person are there's less of them, mm. and then the ones that are are often roles that you don't, might, you might not want to
0: play. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Because you're the
1: the the terrorist or the cabbie or the funny guy that's a bit, killed yeah, really. It's yeah, really. your the good cabbie role, like the guy in Deadpool. Yeah, I yeah. do that in a hobby, but. You know, that that's very, very few and far between. Um, and yeah, there's just less, less opportunities for you and stuff, which is why you have to create your own stuff. And then that's... Creating that's your own it. stuff is really hard, though. Really hard.
0: Mm. It's it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it goes, it goes round and round. And uh, in terms of representation, again, politics. Not the, this is not a politics thing, but again, you know, we've had people who look like us. Rishi, Suella, uh, who else? We've had Preeti, we've had Sajid, we've had Sadiq. Mm. And I would say from my personal opinion, none of them have actually spoken on my behalf. Um, But then again... uh, Who voted them in? But then (laughs) again, they're
1: not... I would say they're not supposed to, though, are they?
0: Well, they voted in by their members... By their constituents.
1: So they have to speak on behalf of their constituents. Mm. So if your constituency is largely... Yeah. Us, or whoever, Mm -hmm. then you speak for them, right? And if if you get a position in your party and they make you a Home Secretary or a justice minister or treasury or whatever then you have to represent the whole party there does come a point though where policies are harming one group of people more than the other and at some point you've got to look in the mirror and be like why is the party i'm in creating policies that disproportionately harm people that look like me mm. or adjacent to me yeah and at that point, surely you have gotta have a bit of like. So you have to stand there to be a cheerleader mm-hmm. for brown people in your community because, as an elected official, you got a responsibility for everyone. You got a responsibility for everyone, and mm-hmm. that makes sense. But then also, like, but you can't also stop your people being shut out. Hundred percent. So, and yeah. So I think I think it's a bit.
0: um This country in general is a little bit, a uh, little bit. Screwed, but hey, everyone's going to Dubai, you know, tax free money apparently. Oh, apparently. and it's
1: sad, I mean, it's sad and, and like those countries have their own problems. Everything Is that something
0: you would do? Like, I, I no, see a lot of people in my space just no, move over there. And no, I mean, your space is
1: different than mine. I I wouldn't be able to work out there, because mm. there is no work for me out there. As in, you know, there's like, I can't, there's no stand up circuit there. Interesting, there's gigs, is there's not? gigs mm. but there's not a circuit. There's not a year long circuit I can sit on. Interesting. Um, and and the, and and your audience pool is very small. Okay. I mean, Dubai's a small place.
0: Yeah. In terms
1: of if you're trying to gig there regularly, mm-hmm. like once people have seen you a couple of times, they're like, okay, we're good. They don't all We're good for a couple of years.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. you see the same stand up twice, same stand up comedian twice in the space of eighteen months to two years. Yeah. It's going to be largely the same show, sure. largely. Well, a few With differences, pubis, but you you largely know. the same. Um. And so like, in a place like Dubai, which is the size of Birmingham.
0: Mm. Like, Perspective, like, I love how you put that, it is the size of Birmingham. Right, so yeah. I can't just <laughs> stay
1: in I can't sustain a career in Birmingham, just gigging in Birmingham all year round.
0: Mm. These rude boys do not buy tickets to the gigs anyway. Right. That's that, first that, of all. Too much and then,
1: and then, And then secondly, they'd be like, oh yeah, we saw him last week.
0: Yeah, come on bro, let's, let's go out. Yeah, with so,
1: so cont- like, and also like, like we sort of fetishize Dubai and all that a little bit. And I don't know if it's going to offend oh. people on that yet, yeah, but the things that we criticise this country for also exist in those places. 100%. It's just we don't have to pay tax there, so yeah. at least we get more money and that. Mm-hmm. But we have more freedom here than you'd have over there. There's, there's things I love about Dubai. There's a mosque on every corner. There's, there's a bum gun. There's a bum gun in every single toilet, which is the best thing.
0: People don't know, do they?
1: Everything yeah. is halal. Yeah. It's safe. Like you could go out at night, at two in the morning, and go for a walk, and you know nothing's gonna happen to you. So, all those things are very, very good. But there also comes the negatives the indentured servitude of people who look like us. Oh, yeah, we're suddenly, the apple. Suddenly, then it doesn't matter. Then, yeah. then, then, then it doesn't matter that people look like us. Mm. That doesn't matter then. Mm. So, we, we, we complain about how mistreated we are in the West, which we are mm. in, some, in a lot of cases. But then the people who are treated the worst. Us. In Dubai yeah. And Qatar And Saudi Look like us Yeah From Pakistan India Bangladesh Philippines mm. and that, that doesn't matter then in yeah. that, Now it doesn't matter Because you're getting tax free money Exactly So Do it like If, if that's, that's best for you I'm not saying don't go I'm saying if that's best for your family And your circumstances Go in it mm-hmm. But don't pretend like It's better It's better Because, cause because it's, it's your it's different. pocket yeah, it's, different.
0: it's different Yeah it's I think it's a trend Is what it is right now And um, I
1: get why And I get I completely understand Why it's appealing And I get why people go And the convenience of living In a Muslim country Must be wicked
0: Do you think Do you think Hand on heart That people are moving there Because it's a Muslim country though, Or because tax free Genuinely because...
1: Genuinely It's a bit of a missing I think I think the money thing I'm exaggerating I like, like I, th- I think it's a bonus I think the money thing Is a bonus obviously But I think it's basically Because they can live their Life hassle free Yeah But I think there is A little bit of like we get more freedom here
0: than we do over there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Now, on the way here, because I had a two-hour journey into Birmingham today from, mm. from Newport, I, uh, I checked out Test Talks. Oh, yeah. I checked out a bit of Vickard. Yeah. What's this new tour all about?
1: Um, What's it called, Pistol? It's called After Eight. That's, that's what I posted like on you your Instagram about the
0: mints know. and yeah. So you yeah, approve of those, do you? Hmm? You approve of those mints, Yeah. Really the rich man I just, chocolates. I just, I just, <laughs> rich just, man chocolates, a, yeah. I just
1: needed a catchy name for my for my
0: show. What Biscoff wouldn't do it? No, it's
1: after eight. In it after eight. The ah right after the character
0: eight. Okay, I get it. After eight. What, I get it now. What am I doing in my life
1: after eight? <laughs> and I probably start the show at seven thirty just to be different. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so the the show's largely about what I've been up to mm-hmm. for the last three years. So my last tour was in 2021. Was tour twenty twenty one. Next tour is twenty twenty four. Okay. So what I've been doing in that time got married mm-hmm. I started my Biscoff crusade congratulations thank you very much not, that's
0: not for the Biscoff congratulations from getting married Biscoff whatever I
1: started my Biscoff crusade yeah, yeah. Um, you know politics has become what it's become in yeah. that time as well mm-hmm. things have moved on in the world things have moved on in my life yeah. and so it's about all of those It's about all of those things okay. so um, it's a bit about what I've been up to a bit about what I think about the world and a bit about things that I've noticed that have pissed me off
0: and is it getting filmed for any kind of TV top release? Or? I, I don't
1: know, yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll decide that once I get to... I'll, decide, I'll, I'll see how good the show is first.
0: How many Cause dates? Because the show needs to be
1: written. Oh. So the show won't be finished till September next year when I go on tour. Okay. And then it might take a couple of shows to get it right. Mm. Um. So I'm in the process of just starting that... I'm just starting the process now yeah. of writing it. See what material I've gathered since my last tour. Mm-hmm. And then see what else I want to write about. And how and many, many dates then, are there? At the moment, there's 30, but I'm adding another 9, 10. So... I think there'll be nearly 40 dates by the time. That's, the that's a lot of traveling. It? It's
0: a lot of travel. Yeah, it's
1: all right, man. I only do three, four shows a week. I do it like Thursday to Saturday. So every Thursday, Friday, Saturday for yeah. like 10
0: weeks. Love that. And process wise, when you say you're working, you're writing, do you just close off on the room or do you, how do you.?
1: Yeah, it's a mix of things, bro. Sometimes it's um, a matter of like, I really sit down and think on a topic and I'm like, I want to write this joke about this topic. Mm-hmm. What can I think about? Other time, it's things that happened to you. So you just write down what happened, and you, you do the exact exaggeration and stuff to make it funnier. Other times, there's stuff that you've noticed in the world, and you're like, "Oh, that's that's interesting. That annoyed me. Mm. Let me write about that." Um, and then yeah, so, so it comes from it comes from a lot of different places. Other times, it's just stuff that you might even think of on stage, and you're okay. just talking about it, and then you later on you're then quite then, good at
0: crowd interaction I stuff. I love crowd interaction, yeah.
1: So yeah, I love I love doing that. You love know, probably people have seen some of that online. Just because that's live and yeah. that's close to who I What's am. What's the one that I yeah, heard on
0: Instagram the... once? It was one about, I think this guy says he's on a career break or something, but he actually wasn't. He was on for a week holiday or something
1: yeah, like that. Yeah, some <laughs> guy. I was trying to, him and he's like, I was like, oh yeah, what do you do? That he goes, no, I'm just taking a career break. And I was like, how good for you, man. And he goes, I'm going travelling. I'm like, oh, that's wicked, man. Go, where are you going? And he goes, I'm going to New York for a week. And as soon as he said that, I went, eh, uh-huh, go on. And then he goes, yeah, I'm going. and then I'm going three, three weeks to Thailand. And so, going for a week to New York and then three weeks to Thailand, and then you're coming home, and he goes, Yeah, and I go, Bro, that's a holiday. That's a holiday. <laughs> what are you talking about? Going travelling? Like, if I, got to put, if I got to put, go put the bins out, I haven't gone for a walk, have I? Yeah. So, no, yeah, I like the that. Crowd, no, But yeah, the crowd loved that as well. Yeah, the crowd loved that. So, that was, that was fun. I love doing stuff like that because you never know what people are going to say. And then you're on your spot, think of something to say.
0: And it is, again, with that, is there a fine line between offending someone and just being of humorous? Course. And of course,
1: I don't want to listen. I don't want anyone to go away from of the show. course. Feeling like shit, mm. or feeling insecure about themselves, or feeling this is again like I keep away from people's appearances, mm-hmm. unless it's something unless it's like a complimentary thing. So like if someone's like jacked,
0: mm-hmm. thanks.
1: Right, then I'd be like, God, look at Thor over here, yeah? Like yeah, something like that. Or you do a lot of like word association. So if someone looks like someone, or someone reminds you of someone. For example, like like an easy one, is like if if, if if someone's got if someone's got slightly messy hair and glasses and a clean shaven Harry Potter, right? So like, so like, that's, a, that's an easy example. So like you look at someone and you like, you kind of do an association in your head of what that person looks like or who they remind you of, mm-hmm. uh, and then just call them about like that. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we've got, we've got um, whoever here. Yeah, yeah. And the audience will laugh at that. And it's like kind of not laughing at them. It's kind of like, oh yeah, you look similar. That's a very, they're, they're laughing at the observation that i made, that ah, oh, in that moment, quickly, without even having that much time to think, mm-hmm. he's associated that person with this other person that he looks like a little bit. Like and yeah. the more obscure it is, the funnier it is.
0: I get it, yeah. Because they're like,
1: oh yeah, he does look a bit like that person on that. But I never try to make it too
0: insulting. oh yeah, it's Usually it's out sort
1: of like, a sideways compliment or a compliment.
0: <laughs> <coughs> Love that. And, <clears throat> as we're winding this up, because I know we're tight on time, you, obviously comedy is subjective, like you said. Mm. So what I find funny, sort of I might not find funny, and vice mm-hmm. versa. But have you ever had days where your energy or your delivery just isn't on? Yeah, because that's yeah, a different yeah. thing, isn't it?
1: Of course, because comedy is a job, especially for a while, stand up becomes a job, and like any job, you have good days and bad days. There are days where you're really into it, and days where you're not that into it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if the, cl- if the crowd is a bit flat, you just end up matching their energy. Because if the crowd's a bit flat, you don't want them to come on and be like, Happy, happy, clown, 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 yeah, because they're not giving you anything, and you look like a right baby goof.
0: If the crowd's flat, do you think CMC has not done a good job?
1: Sometimes sometimes but sometimes bro the crowds are just sometimes just flat i don't know why sometimes there's an energy of a room mm. that is just it's just flat sometimes logic it is the mc's job to get the crowd going and to get the crowd in a place where they're ready to hear stand up mm-hmm. that is the mc that's why it's a very very it's one of the most important jobs of the night if not the most important job of the night but sometimes <laughs> like just the beginning of a show can just be quite cold interesting especially if you're doing mainstream audiences because because mm-hmm. because because white people want to want to drink, yeah, to like settle down and relax and stuff. And if they've not had that time, sometimes it's a bit tricky at the beginning. Mm. Whereas with our audiences, like they don't need that. Yeah. So they kind of, but then but then but then they kind of. It's different because they haven't got the room's not used to laughing t- all together, and so you kind of have to build that a little bit with them and stuff. But sometimes just just not just this flat. Mm-hmm. Or you get that level. <laughs>
0: That's it.
1: But Every like, single, like, like, bum, laugh, stop. <laughs> laugh, I mean, you really want it you, want it, you want it really to be like this. Yes. Where sometimes you just get that. Fine. And, and yeah, and sometimes there's not a lot you can do about it.
0: It's and that just, that means you may not then. And then
1: sometimes then, what you should do though, is just be yourself and try and get them up to a level. But sometimes what ends up happening, you just end up becoming a bit flat yourself. You just end up mm-hmm. watching their energy. Okay. Because you don't want to look like a fool. Because the thing is, if you go big mm. and try to, and try hard, and then they still stay flat,
0: you look like, a, you feel like an idiot. Yeah, no, I understand, I understand. And one thing, I know this is something you've mentioned on Minted Minds, everyone listening to Minted Minds, great a big, cool. I'm going to be on it soon, that's why. Um, but for my audience, because a lot of people in my space do events, right, mm-hmm. network events, corporate events, and you you said this quite articulately, that taking a comedian perhaps to a, an awards event or a networking event, wedding, whatever, isn't always the best thing because it's no. not the right audience, and I've seen it happen at a, uh, industry awards where all these people are getting drunk. I'm just out there, stone cold sober, and the comedian can't even control the room because everyone's just there for something else. Do you mind I a bit why you shouldn't? Pass?
1: Yeah, I call it an away game. Okay. Yes. So for comedians going to a comedy club is a home game. Mm-hmm. You've come to see them. Yes. Everyone knows why they're there. Mm-hmm. They are there to sit down and watch a guy or woman on stage entertain them. Yeah. That's what. That's what everyone has signed up to. that. That's a social contract. Everyone has signed up for. Mm-hmm. When you take the comedian out of that space, and also in that room, everything is set up right. Mm -hmm. Everyone's facing the right way. The ceilings are low, the stage is right. The lighting's good. The sound is good. The acoustics are right. Everything has been set up for everyone to have a good time for the thing they've come for. You take a comedian and put him in another environment where that isn't what people are there for. A, the audience is less engaged the audience is necessarily not facing the right way, you you've on this round table. Yeah. So, if the, like we're on a round table now, if the audience, if the stage is behind me, i either have to turn my chair around and turn my back on my table, mm. or I'm watching the whole thing like this the whole time. And this is not the way to enjoy anything for long, for, two, yeah. for more than two minutes. Yeah. Um, and so you lose a bit of that. The acoustics aren't always great because that's not what the room has been set up for. Mm-hmm. The lighting can sometimes be iffy the sound is often atrocious mm. and then you've got other things going on in the room you've got people you've got servers wait servers waiting on tables you've got knife and forks all, the, all, all i've got knife and for all, mm-hmm. like, all this like click this noise going on and stuff right and mm-hmm. so that at that moment then it becomes very difficult for the comic and also you're in a room where they haven't come for comedy yes that's not why they're there that's been imposed on them. Mm-hmm. And so when you do your jokes, your same, you know, sort of uh, offensive jokes that you might do in the comedy club, because everyone's there for that, they're going to laugh at it. You do that in a corporate environment, people are not laughing.
0: Because
1: mm. like, oh, oh
0: yeah. I can't say that.
1: Because everyone's in their work mode. Yeah. And you're not... And like you in the work mode, different. you have HR and stuff, and, there's, and there's, at work, there's, you know there's certain things you can and can't say. And so when someone says that in your work environment, you feel a bit tense because you're like, shouldn't be yeah and so like a corporate event is an extension of work sometimes mm-hmm. and so you, you have that slight mindset yeah yeah I do with people that you don't necessarily know that you wouldn't normally choose to socialise a comedy event with and so it just becomes that's not to say that you can't do well I've done well at corporate events and I'm not done well at corporate events but it's just they're, they're a lot harder than yeah going to a comedy club
0: no I, lo- I love the away game analogy and the most recent when I went to I was nominated for an award didn't win it's all right. No, I mean, six this year, I've won any. It's Being nominated is the victory. Alhamdulillah. And the comedian they had on was Tom Holland's dad. I forgot his name unfortunately. Yeah, yeah
1: Johnny Holland.
0: And he was he's great because again, I'm sober, so I'm there for paying attention, but everyone he was just struggling to get yeah, the crowd in order and stuff. Um because uh, people don't know what I do for a living, I'm actually a mortgage broker, um and I help people buy houses with finance. Are you looking for a house? Or are you gonna buy a house? Bro, anymore? where were
1: you six months ago, man? I bought a house. Yeah, where was Shad?
0: Okay. Well, do you want to buy a house to rent out and invest? Because I can help you with that as well.
1: I don't think my left-wing audience would, would like that. So that'd be something you would have to discuss off-camera.
0: We can indeed. And, Tez, any, any parting words of wisdom, advice? Anything, people, anything you can help people with or they can help you with?
1: Uh, buy tickets to my tour, so I'm not hustling all the way to the last minute. It just makes me feel better, bro. Just Stop me begging online, innit? Don't
0: be it's a bit embarrassing, really. Yeah.
1: And like, oh, oh, tickets still on sale. And then you, everyone's like, this is the 10th post you've seen from you in the last month. Yeah. So buy the tickets. You're going to buy the tickets, anyways. Just buy them early, it. It's
0: true. That'd help me out.
1: Um, and then yeah, just engage with the stuff that I do. Like if, 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 if there's a video that you see of on, me on, online and you like it, share it, because that's the only way I can grow. Um, if you, like, yeah, yeah. Share my stuff when you see it and you like it or, and, and get stuff early. Cause it helps, it helps, it helps me grow and stuff. Like I see the way some people support other, like influencers, and you know the way like people support like your big YouTubers online and stuff. Who don't give a shit about
0: you, <laughs> like,
1: and you're like, and you like, you're just sort of like, if you're fans of mine, just support me in that same
0: way. And just obviously on this podcast, we've real you know, we've understood that it's you More behind passion. your account, More energy. passion, Focus. exactly. But no, but it's it's, it's actually tears yeah. behind the accounts. Any DMs you get will send back it's you, so it's a personal response. It's not an agency. It's not a team. It's you. i will got it's your me. gift, boss Randy. Anyway. You got me a gift. Yeah.
1: Savage. <laughs> Please. I actually got <laughs> gas. I actually got gas then as well. I was like, wow.
0: Oh, that is a gift. What do you mean? It
1: is a gift. Yeah. Fine. Thank you very much. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be lots of people who would benefit from some free biscoff and that. So, uh, thank you thank you very much Shaz. I'll, I'll put that in my... I won't take it home.
0: Keep it in field of view just so the camera can... But I'll give, it, I'll give it to... Uh, you're not even sponsored
1: by... I feel like I should be sponsored by Biscoff. Do you know talk Surely, about that? I'll like, take that... 100% I'll take that money. But like, there must be something that they could... There must be some sort of advert we could make. Because I hate them so much. So, let's talk... In Biscoff it, is like
0: the Marmite biscuits. There you go.
1: But it's not though. It's not though because everyone the loves Mar-Marty, it. Marmite is Marmite. Yeah, I'm like just sure. saying it's fine. It's like bang average, you know? is <laughs> it? It's one I guess. I don't
0: think Lotus want to make that. though. Right, Tez, thanks for coming. Enjoy your show today. And guys, thanks for listening. Peace. Thank you so much for having me. So what did you think of that? Please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts, five stars, of course, and also connect with me on socials at Where's Shaz. Until next time, be humble, be grateful, be peaceful.